Hello, and welcome to the Pacific Northwest Showdown Podcast. We are your hosts, Michaela and Kate. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 11 of season two of the Pacific Northwest Showdown Podcast. We are so excited that you're here. Yeah, and this episode is loaded with news and discussions all around our favorite Seattle sports teams. We do have updates on the crack in the Seawolves, the Storm, the OL Reign, Seahawks, Mariners, and the Sounders FC. It's the offseason for some, but there's still a lot going on. So we're here to bring that, or most of that at least, to you. It's like that sweet spot where the Seahawks are coming to an end. Yeah. A lot of the teams are ramping up. Yep. The Kraken are in the middle of it. Yep. Spring trainings around the corner for the Mariners. Pretty much, yeah. Preseason for the Seawolves, for the Sounders. Well, I guess the storm is pretty far off, but free agency just opened. So, yeah. So, not right. A lot of season, but happening yeah, in Seattle sports. Things going on right now. So, we're going to dive deep into that in the Showdown Lowdown segment coming up next. Stay tuned. It is time for the Showdown Lowdown. It's the Showdown Lowdown. That is extra. I, I don't know. I thought it was a sort of like a. I don't know. That's what I came up with. So that's what we get. So I hope that was good enough. Feel yeah. free to critique if you really want to. The showdown lowdown is the Pacific Northwest sports news and updates that we have for you for the Seattle sports teams. Yeah. Let's dive in. I'm going to go with the uh, Seawolves first. How about All right. that? All right. So the Seawolves are starting their third week of preseason coming up here. And um, they have some new players that were added to to the roster we have three new players that got added after the dispersal draft um from the dissolution of the gilgronies and the giltinis mm-hmm. and so all three that we got were actually from the gilgronies so we have jake turnbull he's a prop originally hails from sydney australia we have mason Pedersen, who is also a prop who is um also on the usa falcons and is from california and then connor mooneyham who was actually the number one pick in the inaugural 2020 collegiate draft um, and he plays as a fullback and he's from California too. So um, I like getting in this part, how there are some American players that are, you know, we're seeing come to the yeah. team too, because um, that's been one of the things with the league that people have talked about over the years is that it's really international instead of more like homegrown. So mm-hmm. we're getting, we're getting to see some, some more of, of, of that as well, which is pretty cool. Um, some other new Seawolves players are, um, Charles Elton, who joins for his first season in the MLR as a flank after being named the Eastern Suburbs RUFC's 2022 Defender of the Year in Sydney, Australia. He's originally from Auckland, New Zealand. Um, Taylor Crumray returns as a lock to the Seawolves after a season away. He'd actually played with the team for the first um, for the first two seasons and um, is originally from California. Was it two seasons or four seasons? I might have a typo there but anyway if i'm wrong apologies also peter malcolm who's a hooker and <laughs> i'm sorry but i will never not probably laugh at that because i'm not that mature but um also ben mitchell who's a lock both are joining from the san diego legion um peter has 41 mlr appearances and is from maryland and ben was drafted in the inaugural year of the mlr has surpassed 50 appearances and is from Cork, Ireland, which is pretty cool there. Well, it's pretty cool that he's from there. And then Carl Keane, who joins the team from the Seattle area, though originally from Ireland, he's at the scrum half position. Carl comes out of the prestigious St. Mary's College and has been a member of the U.S. pathway since he was in his teens. So that U.S. pathway is kind of what they started up to try to get people into uh, professional rugby. So that's pretty great. Um, other cool thing this season is that um, nine of the matches will be on Root Sports or Root Sports Plus, and there'll be four additional matches that are being, these are Seawolves specific, by the way, that are being nationally televised, three on FS1 and one on FS2. So those preseason matches are coming up at the beginning of February, one on February 5th, one on February 8th. Those ones aren't televised. And the first regular season match is going to be on February 18th at Starfire against the New York Ironworkers. So the kind of a rematch of the of the championship there. Yeah. So it's going to be a really fun 
uh, match to shop to if you've never watched rugby and you want to yeah. get into it. It's definitely yeah. a match to show up for. It's going to be a really hard fought battle match. Heck yeah, that'll be it'll be great. I'm excited for that one for sure. Speaking of a hard fought battle this season, yeah. the Seattle Seahawks ended their season nine and seven, and they went out in the first round of playoffs to the San Francisco 49ers in the wild card round. And you know what? The 49ers have won now like 12 straight games. Yeah. They have had an incredible defense. Yeah. Brock Purdy, their quarterback that stepped in after Garoppolo went down, after Trey Lance went down the first time. They've had quite the quarterback. This is the third string quarterback. He was the very last player to be selected in the 2022 draft. Yeah. He has done an incredible job stepping in as a rookie, especially considering the circumstances. Yeah. So the here's the thing. I have a lot of respect for the Niners and the team that they put out on the field. And yeah. so the Seahawks had an uphill battle yeah. in that match. And, you know, it's just been really cool to see the progress that Geno Smith made this season after everybody doubted his ability That's to true. step into that role as That's QB1. True. Mm-hmm. And Gino's likely to re-sign with the Seahawks and be the starting quarterback in 2023. I mean, let's do it. Let's let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not in charge or involved, but I say go for it. It sounds like Pete Carroll, Geno Smith, it sounds like they all want to run it back. It, it seems like there's a really good culture yeah. brewing again in the Seahawks yeah. locker room. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys, Ryan Neal, one of your favorite guys, I just also said him. like it just feels it feels really good. Yeah. With that team and that he saw Geno Smith already back in it after they lost that playoff yeah, game in I saw the, that the practice facility working out, doing the whole workout in that that kind of spreads to the team seeing your yeah. quarterback already you in there. Like, doing all right. That. So that's this is this is mm-hmm. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I saw that, too. I thought that was pretty great. Yeah. So some other notable Seahawks players that are hitting free agency. There's quite a few and this yeah. list is not all of them. Oh, so these are ones that people might. Names you might recognize or exactly. attach to. Okay. So defensive lineman Puna Ford. Mm-hmm. Running back Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. Center Austin Blythe, which many of us kind of wanted to replace him as it was. Some different feelings there. Safety Ryan Neal. Oh, please. They didn't need you to say bring he him just back. didn't you say he just got named like one of the top um rated of, safeties by um, PFF, which yeah. Which Some is, people take with a grain of salt PFF grades, but yeah. I think they rated him like the highest, the best safety. I mean, I think grade. I think it's fun to take those things seriously when it is the thing you want Benefits it to be. Your, you know, your team, when your it's players. The, when it's this when it's the rating you like. Yeah. So, so yeah. guard Phil Haynes, he really stepped it up this season, and he actually played. Like if you look yeah. at his ratings, if we're really leaning into those PFF grades, mm-hmm. he had a really good run block grade. He yeah. he stepped up when they needed him. I think they should bring him back if they can. Yeah. Fullback. Oh my gosh. You linebacker. Have, come on. Special teams like or everybody. Nick Ballore. Every every position. Nick Ballore. <laughs> the funny guy, the comedian of the team. I know. Where are you gonna get the interviews if it's not like, you know, what are you gonna have like between two something else's? Between two <laughs> digs. I oh digs, I mean digs taking digs. That could be I mean that could be fun, but I don't know. I like, yeah, I hope Alor. I hope Alor stays. Um, quarterback Drew Locke. Okay. Uh, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. Mm-hmm. He was he really good, good plays. for you know wide receiver three. Yeah. Um, for us. Yeah. He has really great speed. He mm-hmm. has really great hands going mm-hmm. up his hops. Yeah. So linebacker Cody Barton. Okay. And running back Travis Homer. We have quite a few starting players. Yeah, that are free agents. That are free agents. Wow. Um, how are we looking on, I mean, it's hard to know at this point, probably a little bit, but how are we looking on like cap space or availability is because is I this, want to say we have over 50 million for this upcoming season that's available. Is the upcoming season where they're like raising the cap? Is that? I want to say oh, it is like I'd a little to, bit or something. I'd have to double check when that is happening. Okay. But I want to say that the Seahawks are in a pretty decent position. Also, it's not surprising considering the number of players they have that are set to be free agents this offseason. True. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Which is like why you had been talking before about kind of a good deal for... Well, good deals, but you can structure deals to where whether it's bonuses Mm -hmm. or when they're getting paid, how many years down the road, all of that stuff can be restructured and to open up some cap space. 
Okay. Um, okay. So as it sits right now, the Seahawks have the fifth and 20th overall draft picks in the first round wow. of the NFL draft for 2023. Okay. And the draft is set to be April 27th through the 29th. Is it, is it, where is it this year? Do you know where they're holding it? I always ask you these questions and I'm sorry, but was it? Yeah. Okay. I will, I will research that on my own. I will find out. I should know. I want to say it's Cleveland. That makes sense. I want to say it's Cleveland, but I might be wrong. That makes sense. Um, so right now the needs are defensive end, interior defensive lineman, uh, linebacker, center. Of course, right now we don't have a quarterback locked in. And um, so once they sign Gino, these are going to be the four positions that I think um, that are important. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that the defensive part has been a, a big thing you've talked about this season as a need for next year. It's the most important thing. So yeah, free agent negotiations can begin on March 13th okay. and players can officially sign with teams on March 15th. Mm. And then some notable names at the positions of need for the Seahawks. So centers, Rodney Hudson, Connor McGo- McGovern, Jason Kelsey. I highly doubt he'll ever leave the Eagles. He's right. going to retire yeah. Eagle. Probably. Um, John Feliciano. Okay. I think I said that right. And then Garrett Bradbury. So, and, and all these people are free agents too. They're free okay, agents. Just so they're, they're options for us at center. Okay. Defensive line and edge, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Yannick Ngakwe. I think I said that right. Ngakwe? Yeah. Jadavian Clowney, Akeem Hicks, Rasheen Green, Dante Fowler, Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap. And then linebackers, Levante David, Devin Bush, Melvin mm-hmm. Ingram, mm-hmm. Jermaine Edmonds, Alandon Roberts, Kyle Vanout, Vinoy. Okay. The one thing I want to make note is a lot of these players that I just listed. Yeah. Age is always a thing in the NFL. Yeah. A lot of them are over 30. Yeah. Which in NFL years is, is a little older. Yeah. But these guys are still very, very much productive. Okay. And we've already had Jadavian Clowney one season. We did. We had Carlos Dunlap for a few seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. So Rasheen Green we had. He's only 25 and a half. Oh, yeah, we and did. He was kind of coming on, but he wasn't one of those players. Like, I'm curious his development and how yeah. he could potentially come back to the Seahawks and mm-hmm. be, you know, an impact player. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Devin Bush at li- linebacker, he's only 24 and a half. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, he didn't play as good as I think everybody expected him to okay. when he came out of the draft. But you never know. Put him in the right system and he could potentially do some things. So so he'd be coming off like a rookie contract yeah, kind of thing. I would be excited about Tremaine Edmonds probably the most. Mm. Maybe Kyle mm-hmm. Vinoy out of that mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. But Okay. Yeah. Well, so good. there's some things happening with the Seahawks. We're really excited. Yeah. I'm kind of contemplating the idea of wanting to do a draft party again. That could be fun. We did one last year with the Pacific Northwest Showdown at the Watershed. This year we, we might look and see what our options are. of Maybe where we can host if we, a draft yeah, party. That could be a good time. So make sure you check in with us or or check our social media to see if yeah. that's something that we uh, decide to put on. There. Well, we will we will try to get on that then. That's a good idea. So moving on to the Sounders. The Sounders. Okay, let's do that. So they did make some extensions happen. Yeah. The Sounders yeah. extended for Jordan Morris and midfielder mm-hmm. Christian Waldon to both five-year contracts. Which is a great plan because both those guys are They're awesome. super impact players yeah. on the field. Those They're awesome. They extended midfielder Danny Leva on a four-year contract. Okay. And, uh, you know... Thing with Providence. We got to talk about the thing with Providence. Yeah, we do. So here's the here's the thing. Yeah. The Sounders have now announced their partnership, their sponsorship Mm -hmm. with Providence. Yeah. And that's a not-for-profit health system serving the Western Washington, United States um, area. And they announced it kind of with it centering around, you know, making a meaningful impact in the area of youth mental health and wellness, which is very, very important. Yeah. I don't want to discredit how important that is. And they're partnering, I think, with like Renton School District like yes. to do some of that and everything too. Yeah. So that's something that needs to be done in our community. I'm a huge advocate for mental health. Yeah, and for absolutely. Youth. However, yeah. unfortunately, there's a however in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is backlash from the community, from the supporters of yeah. the Sounders FC. Yeah. 
mainly because Providence's anti-choice, anti-trans policies that make it harder for patients to access the critical reproductive and gender affirming healthcare they need. And yeah. the reason why I am, am highlighting this mm-hmm. is because there's contradiction there, in my opinion, between wanting to serve our youth and mental health and their wellness. Yeah. And yet you're leaving out a really critically needed population. A huge population. It's not only the anti-trans policies they have, but you also have youth that find themselves in such situations Mm -hmm. where they might not be able to get the medical care they need. Yeah. Specifically are women. Yeah. That might need some healthcare support in situations that they're not going to be able to get. Yeah. So I have, and how does that impact mental health? Mm -hmm. So I have some problems and I have some questions with that, that partnership. Now the Sounders FC put out an official statement back in June of 2022. Yeah. In response to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I quote, Regarding this morning's ruling by the United States Supreme Court, we believe in the right to autonomy over our bodies and the right to choose. Reproductive rights are human rights. We know that many of you are hurt and angry and frustrated. Our club is committed to fighting for inclusion, tolerance, and justice in our community. Yeah, it's it's definitely feels like a disconnect from that statement that I that it seemed like people were really happy and proud of when it first came out. The comment section's a lot different now on the Providence part of it. Yeah. So we'll do your research, look into it yourselves. It's really important that you are the one to kind of embrace the information as from the sides that you feel it's important to explore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely dive in and, and research some of this on your time if you have and kind of research how mental health can really impact and be impacted by gender affirming care for the LGBTQ community and for even um, access to healthcare rights for women. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we will leave that there and we will um, move on to a sport that uh, features women actually Um, the storm. So free agency has begun in the WNBA. And as of right now, the only two players who are currently signed with the Storm are Jewel Lloyd and Mercedes Russell. I will say I am very glad about both of those people being signed currently. And I do realize we need a few more to make a full basketball team. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Sue Bird, as you all know, has retired. She played at guard and she's going to be um, some pretty big shoes to fill. I'm not even going to make a joke about what size shoe she wears, mostly because I don't know the size. But... Um, the storm are already going to honor her amazing contribution to the team, to the league, to the sport by retiring her Jersey, um, this season, actually on June 11th, there's going to be, um, the storm game at climate pledge. They're going to be doing that Jersey retirement, um, celebration, I guess I'm going to call it a celebration. Um, so that would be definitely a game to try to go to if you are, a Sue Bird fan um, or just a fan of basketball in general, because she honestly brought so much to the sport to and the, the game city of Seattle, to the city of Seattle for sure. So, so that's a thing to look forward to um, in terms of being able to talk about players we can actually have on the team since yeah. Sue Bird is not going to be one of them, sadly, unless she decides to come back like a I different number. It. I don't or think, something. Sue, I don't think Sue Bird's going to pull no, a Tom Brady. Th- well, yeah, no, that's, and that's okay. That's yeah. okay. You make the decision, you stick to it, I guess. Um, Brianna Stewart is currently a free agent and she is, I would say, arguably the most important player for us She's to re-sign. probably like the best player out on the free agent market, in my opinion. Yeah. And if you are on Twitter and you've been seeing her tweets lately with just emojis, it's like trying to figure out what she's talking about. I feel like it's one of those puzzles you have to solve and you feel like you're missing like you're just creating your or own something. story based off of your own interpretation. And you know what? It's kind of fun. I it's, appreciate I appreciate the long good, list yep. of emojis that Brianna Stewart has been putting out. I just uh, responded to one of them with just a bunch of storm clouds. So that was my Here's <laughs> was the thing with Brianna Stewart. Mm-hmm. She is, I think imperative to for the storm to be able to bring back to continue to yeah. have the storm be playoff contenders yeah 
Yeah. And to be at the level, the championship level that they have been for years in the WNBA. Yeah. And I think they just need to get it done. I did see a post from Sue Bird. Uh huh. You know, I think it was a quote she might have had on a podcast or to an article. And it really laid out some really important key points about Mm -hmm. why maybe it makes more sense for Brianna Stewart to sign on an East Coast team. Mm hmm. And a huge part of that is her family's in in New York. Yeah. She's from New York. Yeah. They just had their baby. Her and her wife just had their baby. Yeah. I want to say that her wife, her family is overseas. I want to say, I don't know if it's Italy, but I'm, I'm I pretty remember. sure. Yeah. So those flights would be shorter. I know for a fact sure. it's overseas. Sure. So sometimes there's more than just money to, to want to sign Absolutely. with a team and for it to make sense. And where do they want to raise their their adorable little daughter yeah so just having grace for the fact that Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot more weighing into this than just the money and does it make sense you know yeah these are people with families and Mm -hmm. life decisions to make and where they want to be yeah and she's over right now playing in the euro leagues so like she's got you know she's doing some things right now so it could be i would imagine it could be a little while until we hear something too you know Mm -hmm. because she's got to finish all that up so Hopefully, um, her team there does well as well. And hopefully we can... It would obviously be my preference that she signs yeah, back I, with I the agree. Storm. I agree. I would love that. I would love that. So, um, the Storm has um, extended qualifying offers to Gabby Williams and Ezzie McMagore. And Seattle actually secured exclusive negotiating rights with McMagore. Um, the Storm's qualifying offer gives them the right to match any deal that Williams may receive from another team. So that could potentially be really helpful because if, you know, if she does get a pretty good deal, the storm has a chance to still at least be like, Hey, we can at least match it. So now you just have to pick exactly between the teams versus picking between the salaries. Yep. So that's helpful. And with our two amazing players, Joel Lloyd and Mercedes Russell that are on the roster right now, the storm has um, $394,936 tied up in salaries and a little over $1 million to fill out the rest of the team. So the 2023 salary cap for the WNBA is $1.4 million. That's it. Can you imagine that? No, that's it. It's That's like more, that's that's less, I mean like uh, people in the NBA make more oh. than that. Just like one, I mean like not even, I'm not even talking about like the amazing. I'm just like, People yes. in the NBA make more than that, you know, for just one person. So it's 12, it's 12 people on the roster, right? So, um, so that's a lot. So I'm looking forward to getting more updates about who is filling in the team, what's all happening. So I'm really pumped about that. Um, but Michaela, you want to, you want to talk about some more, uh, some more women athletes that are with the I would love OL to. Ring? Yep. So the OL Reign has made a few signings in the mm-hmm. recent weeks, one mm-hmm. of those being for Megan Rapino. And Megan has re-signed with the OL Reign through the 2023 season. Yeah. Here's what I'm gonna say to all of the fans of Megan Rapino. See the rain. Look, if we get her for one year, you take advantage of the fact that she's here this year. You mm-hmm. don't you don't yep. take it for granted. No, nope. you show up to the games. You yep. embrace every moment that she has on the field. Yep. And you know what? If she comes back for another season, and a season after that, and a season after I, that, cool. But show up. I think the short-term contract makes sense for her in a lot of ways because she has been playing a really long time. Sue just retired. You know, she may not know how long of a career she wants to have. So I feel like it makes sense that she did a one-year deal versus a multi-year because it could be more of a play it by your situation in mm-hmm. that way. So, but I'm, I'm excited that she's going to be back for another year. Yeah, me too. Um, Defender Lou Barnes also resigned through the 2024 season. I love that. And then the OL rain did just recently have the 2023 NWSL draft. Yeah. The club selected defender Shea Holmes from the university of Washington mm-hmm. and midfielder Natalie Vigiano. Mm-hmm. out of University of Wisconsin, Madison. Mm-hmm. And Shay Holmes was able to watch the draft live from Ballard's newest women's sports pub, the Rough and Tumble, yeah. with her family. And it was super special seeing her reaction to her selection in a pub that has partnered and worked closely with the OL Reign since their opening. I I loved seeing that 
that like shot of that happening, that little like video clip of that happening. I just thought that was so cool to be with your family when you get drafted in like the second women's sports bar in the world. Like it's the second one. And in your own city that yeah. you play, University yeah. of Washington's right there. Yeah. You're in Seattle. You're in your own city. What a I just How love special. I just love that. That's really fun. So welcome to the team to both Shay and Natalie. Yeah. Um, you know, and so here's a really cool side note for mm-hmm. the OL Rain. Mm-hmm. Four OL Rain players are currently playing on the US women's national team. Yep. Midfielder Rose Lavelle. Yep. Scored a goal against New Zealand in the first match this year and had two more in their second match against New Zealand. So <laughs> I they love had it. two matches against New Zealand. One of those, the first one ended up four to zero. Mm-hmm. The second one was five to zero. Yeah. What's up with New Zealand? I don't know. The I, U.S. won those, by the way. Yeah. Just that, to be clear. To be clear. To be clear. If Rose made those goals, they won those, <laughs> those yeah. games. Um, but defenders Alana Cook and Sofia Huerta, mm-hmm. um, so they were out there. They had a lot of minutes on the field, yeah. on the pitch. And mm-hmm. then also a recently acquired um, member of the OL Reign, defender Emily Sonnet. Mm-hmm. She was there to sub in when needed. Oh, cool. Um, and, you know, the next match for the women's national team will be February 16th against Canada. That's awesome. I love that. I don't, um, I obviously I'm learning sports, but national sports is a whole nother level. That's for sure. So that's pretty cool. I wonder if there'll be some sort of watch party at Rough and Tumble. Oh, I'm sure. I'm guessing there will be. I'm like positive. (laughs) I'm guessing there will be. Um, So let's uh, slide on over, I guess, because it's ice, right? Skate. Skate. Oh, that would have been better. Let's skate on over to hear about the Kraken. Now, okay, so (laughs) the Kraken are 27, 14, and 5 and are currently second in the Pacific Division though they were briefly in first place. So that is something for sure. Every Kraken fan, the minute that happened. Yeah. It was like, it was amazing. Oh yeah. It was awesome. I mean, posts of just the fact that we are the first in Pacific division. It was just like everywhere. We are number one. I love it. Um, You know, there have been so many games this season, even since our last podcast, it would be hard to report on them all. So I tried to pick out a few highlights to take note of. So for example, on January 12th, the Kraken became the first team to beat the Boston Bruins in Boston for the first regulation loss and first shutout loss of the season. And then around that same time period, the Kraken also became the seventh team to win seven games in a row. So that was pretty cool. Goaltender Martin Jones was named, who I think we just got this year. I'm pretty sure we just got him this year. Was named NHL first star of the week after um, goaltending in been two shutouts. Yeah. Yeah, the one against the Bruins, and then the other one was against the Montreal Canadiens. And in the most recent game against the Colorado Avalanche, the Kraken fought hard for three periods. Definitely one and three were like kind of intense um, with some excellent goaltending leading to a loss and a shutout after overtime. Um, it was a oh, shutout, shootout, shootout after overtime. It was disappointing, but it wasn't for lack of trying or heart. Um, it was Ryan Donato who scored the solitary goal for the Kraken and Philip Grubauer, who was in the net as a master of protecting with some impressive saves. I mean, there was one of those, he that we were both just like, in oh overtime, my gosh. He, I mean, that man can do the splits. Like it's nobody's business. That is business. what I'm saying. He did it. He did the best he could he in did, that situation yep. for yep. it to go to a shootout. It's just like, and for such a long and intense game, it's like, you've got to imagine, you know, your you're, body, you're past the point of, yeah, it's, you've got to be wrecked. He at that did point. one of those splits. and like, do you even like, like, how are, are you? your legs attached? Exactly. It was, yeah, there was a lot of that. So, um, and in some fun spots this past Sunday was the skills showcase. And while we weren't able to attend this year, we did go last year, but it looked like it was even more fun than last year from what I've seen. Um, I just, I love that this event happens because I think it's such a great way for folks who normally can't afford to go to the Kraken games. They can actually go and see climate pledge. If they haven't been there before, they can go and do like um, all of that kind of stuff, which is, I don't know. They're just, they're just fun. It's just a fun experience. What I did hear. Yeah. 
it is a fun experience. What I yeah. did hear is that some fans were like, it, there was people lined up because they did they didn't allow people to pick their seats going it into it, and admission. that apparently it was kind of very stressful. Oh yeah, because people were like running in and trying to get their seat, and then yeah. they didn't want to leave their seat because they were worried somebody else would take their seat. Oh, so it sounds like people were asking on social media yeah. for them to go back next year because last year it to, was like to specific select, seats yeah to be able to yeah. select their seats going into the yeah. showcase interesting i don't know if i actually like had picked up on that so that is good i saw somebody say something about general admission but i didn't know if it was like sections or you know like that right. kind of thing like if right. it was like you're buying to section like 18 or something and you can sit anywhere in there versus exactly. like the whole entire place no it sounds like it was like oh yeah that's a lot stressful <laughs> That's a lot then for sure. Well, um, to note who won because, you know, competition and sports, um, Chris Drieger's team won again this year. So he's undefeated for the whole life of the Kraken skills um, showcase. His team has won every year. There's only been two years, but he's won every year. Yeah. So um, the next three games that are coming up for the Kraken are all at Climate Pledge. Um, this Wednesday, they are going to be, I think that's like the 25th. They're going to be playing against the Vancouver Canucks. Friday, they're going to be playing the Calgary Flames. And Saturday, they're playing the um, Columbus Blue Jackets. And actually, for that game against the Blue Jackets, the first 10,000 fans get a Matty Beneers bobblehead in honor of his first NHL goal. I feel like. Which I think was like last year at that same sort of time. We need to go. I mean, that would be pretty cool. We'll see. A Matty Beneers bobblehead would be pretty dope. <laughs> I mean, if that's like, I'm going to buy tickets because I want one of those. It's, it's you know, pretty... I mean, that's Mo what I, that's a I lot mean, of motivation to get me to go. I mean, sports for me is like, you know, I like the, I like the stuff. Yeah. Well, moving on to the Seattle Mariners, mm -hmm. the Mariners first spring training game oh. is close enough for me to talk about. It's scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> it's scheduled for February 24th Excuse against me. the San Diego Padres. Oh, okay. We got to play the Padres first. Okay. Apparently I'm funny to make Kate laugh that's yeah. a rare occurrence on this podcast um no i laugh all the time at you you're hilarious all right so <laughs> recent transactions from the seattle mariners yeah. they did a sign free agent left fielder aj pollock okay to a one-year deal that's nice. actually a decent signing for them okay um so looking forward to seeing how he contributes to the team yeah uh, so, uh, catcher Tom, did you hear I said center? I'm like, see, Tom. Murphy. Yeah, I was just looking There's at that. There's too many like, things in sports that I was kind like, of this over. is not going to be a catcher. I mean, it's not going to be a center. Catcher Tom Murphy signs and avoids arbitration. For those who aren't necessarily familiar with some of these words, um, arbitration in baseball is a process through which salary numbers for the upcoming season are determined for players that are not yet eligible for free agency and uh, could not come to terms on a contract by a set deadline. Well, it's good they, that they avoided that then. They also avoided it for Ty France, which whoop, whoop. is super important Yeah, for this team for face awesome. first baseman Ty France. Mm -hmm. And then they also signed free agent designated hitter Tommy LaStella mm -hmm. to a one-year deal. That's awesome. Good for the Mariners. Getting some things happening. I could see the Mariners making some trades. I think okay. that they're going to be kind of quiet leading into spring training. I think they're mm -hmm. going to see what they've got. And then I think that they're going to make some splashes this season before the trade deadline. That's They did it this last season. They yeah. kind of saw what they had. They saw what they needed. Yeah. And then they adjusted. And so that's, that's my hope. Sports I, is a business piece right there. I'm trying to talk myself out of the fact that how upset fans have been about not mm -hmm. making big free agency splashes oh this sure season. sure but long term looking at who might be free agents in the upcoming mm -hmm. year or two and how much money you're allocating yeah. and they extended julio they extended Luis say, castillo yeah. they signed robbie ray to a decently large contract mm -hmm. when they signed him this last year yeah so they've made some commitments yeah now you got to see how those commitments pan out yeah how I mean, they're developing players at the other levels. Who who are they bringing in? Yeah. I think I'm okay with this, and I just need to see them make the adjustments needed come time, depending on how they're playing out in the field. Sure. I mean, because we have Julio for years, right? Like yeah. years. Yes. So yes. that's nice. We don't have it's lovely. <laughs> it's lovely. Well, that's all the teams, and that's the updates we've got for you. So hopefully you enjoyed that. 
Thanks for listening to the Showdown Lowdown and stay tuned. We have the mailbag segment coming up next. You've got mail. Welcome to the mailbag segment where we answer the questions that you ask us. I love that part. Okay, we're going to dive right in. So we have two questions this week. And the first one comes from Art Hernandez. And Art asks, what is Seattle, specifically the Seahawks, doing with that number five overall draft pick? Any players you like or drop them back a bit? As always, I'm going to let Michaela handle this one. At this point, I think with sounding like they're going to select Geno Smith, I don't want to, I don't want them to select a quarterback high in this draft. I don't think it's number one. I don't know that there would be the quarterback that they would want remaining at number five, especially with people that might trade up to select a quarterback, but we definitely need to address our defensive line. Mm -hmm. I think that if Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Miles Murphy, Mm-hmm. Are there? Okay. If one of them are there, that they should select one of those three okay. defensive line players. So you're thinking definitely go with defense for that top pick. Yes. Do you think they're going to trade that five in for some other stuff? Like they're really. If there's a player there that they don't think is going to be a definite impact player that can okay. really help, like substantially add yeah. to the pass rush. Yeah. I think they trade back, Would you, especially depending on what John, if, if he's being offered something he can't turn away, he'll trade back. Yeah. Would you want to see them trade back for like another lower, like first round and like some other lower round or kind of do more for those lower rounds? Or is that hard to say at this point? With I would the people say available? it would have to be for a later first round, another later first round draft pick. And to be honest, I would also say a first round draft pick for next year. Okay. Is what I would want to see. Because five's pretty high. Like that's five, a pretty that's a pretty good high. position. It's, it's so hundred percent. Okay. So I would say two first rounders, just one this year, a little bit later back, um, and then one for next year. All right, cool. That's awesome. And a second rounder, if I'm being greedy. I mean, let's just make this Russell Wilson deal even better. Why not? You know what I mean? Just keep expanding the uh, the repercussions yeah. <laughs> of that trade. Um, so thank you, Art, for your question. Um, our second question today is from Steve Olson. I love the way this is worded. Rank mascots in the Seattle area, best to not best. <laughs> like, not going to use the word worst. That takes me back to like my first few podcasts with you where I didn't want to say people lost and I'd be like, the not winners. I think that's where Steve is, is I know, like really like catering like, to knowing how you would prefer this to be worded. Yeah, I just... I love that because I feel like as time has gone on with this, I've tried to be more like sports-like and talk about things that are like losses, but in my heart, it's still like not winning. So I like that he worded it this way. This way. So thanks, Steve. Okay. Should we go, let's do this. Like, let's each do like our top one and then okay. our second one. And then like that way we can compare as we go All through. All right. Okay. The then, best in I, the West. I think we have the same one for this. The best in the West. Because how could we not? There might be trouble. Otherwise, our BFF. Oh, it's it's Rocky, Rocky the, the Sea Wolf, one hundred percent. He is number one on the Best Seattle mascot list. Absolutely, I couldn't go with anybody other than him for number one. If you haven't gone to a Sea Wolf game, oh my gosh, Rocky, or even met Rocky the Sea Wolf, you're missing out. Rocky's worth it. I mean, the uh, Rocky Rocky will pull you in, and then you'll just fall in love with the game. There's nothing you can do mm-hmm. other than to, well, or to just fall in love with him. There you go. You just got to love it. Okay. Number two. Who'd you put for number two? One, two, three. Moose. <laughs> okay. You picked Moose. You have a lot of childhood attachment I to Moose, childhood though. Attachment you have to a lot moose. of childhood Look, attachment. I have pictures from my childhood with the Mariners Moose. I just, yeah. I, I, I really remember just seeing, like, when we would go to baseball games yeah. when I was a kid, yeah. being so excited when I'd see the moose, and I'd really want a picture with the moose, and I'd want to high-five the moose. Yeah. And so I have some childhood attachment. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think so. Um, I picked Bowie there because though Bowie's new on the scene, I feel like Bowie has embraced the role of being a brand-new mascot, really, like, brought a presence, really brought a vibe. And I, I 
think he's won over like a lot of the people that did not like him when he first Bowie's got announced. got attitude that I can respect. The personality. is a straight up troll. Has real, oh, such, such a troll. His, I mean, honestly, his personality has totally like sold the whole thing. So I'm like, I'm loving that. So I had Bowie too. Okay. Number three. One, One two, three. Blitz. Doppler. Okay. You have Blitz. Well, I okay, so I kind of I are you I are you switching it? Okay, switch it. Yeah, it's Doppler. Okay. Oh, you, yeah. Okay, Doppler so we're too. The same. We're Doppler. What a weirdo that guy or that thing. Okay, what is Doppler? We don't actually know. Nobody knows. Yeah, I know. Brianna Stewart said it best. When if you go to a storm game mm-hmm. up on the video board in between, you know, timeouts twins, and stuff, yeah. on the twins, they ask. They've asked the players, <laughs> yeah. what is Doppler? Yeah. And Brianna Stewart's response was like a red, hairy thing. thing, Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty accurate. I, I love, I love Doppler's like sarcastic personality that you can get through on that. Yep. Like the whole belly bounce situation, the rock, paper, scissors vibe. I love that. And when he like beats children, he does not care. I'm just using, I'm using a gendered pronoun, even though I have no idea Doppler's gender. So sorry about that Doppler. But they just they don't care that they beat children in rock, paper, scissors. And I just think that's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm glad about that. Okay. Number four. One, two, three. It's Blitz. Blitz. I have Blitz at four too. Blitz. I just love the Seahawks so much. So it's kind of hard not to love Blitz. I really like yeah. the, I like his I like Blitz's vibe. Yeah. I like the the, the costume i like how when blitz walks around it's for like some strut. reason it is like a it's a believable strut it's is a, what it is like it's confidence yeah blitz exudes confidence yeah. that i think we all wish we had i get that i like the i like it when he does like the like the head knob with the point kind of thing yeah he came to my school one time when um our school did something, I think, with like the Washington Dairies, Dairy Farmers Association, something like that. And he came to our school and it was like so cool to see. That was like my first time really seeing Blitz in real life because I'd never gone to a Seahawks game. And um, it was just really, it was cool. It was cool to see him and I like seeing him on the field. So yeah, so that makes sense to me. Also, Blitz totally like got, so when we were at the Seattle Sports Star of the Year Awards oh, last yeah, year, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. to take a photo oh, with I loved it. Doppler. Rocky, Blitz, and Moose. Yeah. And when I was trying to take a selfie, I want to say it was with Rocky. Yeah. In Doppler, Blitz comes up and he totally photobombs it in the front. Like yeah. he just puts his face yeah. in the front of the photo. And yeah. it's mostly bird face in your face. It is. Yeah. Which is is pretty good. It was a, It's a really good picture. I should, I'll post it. Yeah. I'll post it. I love that. That's a good one. All right. Number five. Yeah. One, two, three. Okay. One, two, two three. Moose. Oh, Bowie. Yeah. I Okay, so here's the thing with me and Moose. I have nothing against the Mariner's Moose. I do wish he had an actual name other than the name of a species. Like, not just Moose, you know, because he is a Moose. It's like Moose the Moose. Yeah. I mean, I guess Moose is it's a like name. It's like naming your dog, dog, or your cat, cat. There is, well, there was like a there was a and character in like the Archie How comics often? who was named Moose, so I guess yeah. it's technically a name. It is a name. But I like Moose, but I just want, I want, I don't have the same childhood attachment as you do, and I just want more from Moose. I want, I want more from Moose. I do like Santa Moose, though, when they had the Christmas can't thing. Shoes. I know. I like that. I like no themes. Sorry, Moose. Bowie is awesome. Bowie will probably easily climb up this ladder for me at some point. Sure. So. No shade towards Bowie. Feel free to troll yeah. me on the internet all you want. I'll accept. I I appreciate your willingness right, to take that so, on. So, and there's two positions left, six and seven. Technically, I not mean, really, but kind of. Okay, number six. We obviously both have the same Sammy. Sammy from the Sounders. So here's the thing about Sammy. Sammy's kind of like invisible-ish. He was in that commercial this summer when it was like the lottery or whatever. With the Sounders, something like that. You kind of saw Sammy was back. But Sammy's been kind of a missing mascot for a little while. Is there some drama and issue with that? Is there like whatever? Like why are the Sounders hiding Sammy? 
I don't know oh, things as well there's as... There's a mystery behind Sammy. I don't know things as well as other people, but the one thing that I heard on the street, well, not really the street, but like, you know, from somebody... The mascot drama. Is just that like, maybe they, there was some, maybe there was some stuff going on there and I don't know for sure, but that's just all I've kind of heard. I'm going to put in heard in quotation marks. So... Kate has sources. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Sammy like, so <laughs> Sammy sources. Sammy sources, not really. But I do hope for... The Sounders' sake, I would love to see, I would love to see Sammy like show up or be a part of something again, you know, because he was technically, from what I understand, earlier on in the, you know, the life of the Sounders. So that would be kind of cool. And seventh place is obviously the rain because they don't have an actual mascot. I mean, mm-hmm. they have a lion as like a logo representing them. Do you they know. have? I don't. If they have a, if they have a mascot, I've never seen the mascot. I am unaware of any mascot related to the rain. I don't know if they actually do that in women's professional soccer but i mean i like mascots so i would not be against it and it'd be good for kids kids love mascots and if they don't they're terrified but either way it's a great fun thing to watch for those around so um so that's our those are our lists of mascots so thanks steve for asking um it's a great question it's a really i don't we haven't gotten that one yet so that's pretty interesting i'm guessing no one is surprised that we picked recce first but there should literally be no surprises. <laughs> that should have been like, oh, I bet they're going to pick Rocky first. Yes. Yeah. So there All you right. go. Well, on that note, it yep. leads us to the end of the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. Dang it. Season two, episode 11. It's true. We appreciate you staying all the way till the end. And you know what? There's always an end to the end. Hint, hint. When, stay till the very end. When your podcast player starts playing a different podcast, that's when you know it's the end. A hundred percent. That's so true. <laughs> Um, so, you know, Kate, where can they follow us on social media? Yeah. Thanks, Michaela, for asking. I really appreciate that. Um, we are over on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PNW Showdown on all those platforms. We are, uh, we're there. We love having interactions. We love when you also can rate, subscribe, share the podcast with people, you know, all of that helps us out a ton. And we just really appreciate, um, all you listeners out there. You really are like, literally the best. So couldn't ask for anything better yeah and remember to always take care of your heart and mind above all else until next time Hi, and welcome to the Marvel Moment, where we tell you some probably not so funny jokes, but we have a good time. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. All right, Kate. Are yeah. you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready for this. <laughs> Speaking of sports. <laughs> All right. This is, I'm, I'm, this is some serious business. Okay, I'm ready. Why do frogs never park illegally? Because they're afraid to be towed. They're less funny when you know the answer. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you know that? You I, knew that or you I I just tried I just, just came smart. up with it. Maybe I'd heard it before. I don't know, but I think I just came up with it. Sorry. I gotta go deeper in the jokes next time. Um, hey Michaela, so which US state has the best dressed athletes? Seattle. 
it's not a state, but wait, wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's good. Washington. Um, no, it's actually New Jersey. I'm more embarrassed by the fact that I said Seattle as well, a state. I'm glad you're just proud of, you know, here. You're just proud of here. So you're... proud. And we do have some great uniforms here. So we do. I agree. Oh, is it my turn? It's to your ask? turn oh. now. Or to tell. <laughs> <sighs> it's pressure. Pressure. Okay. There's only so much we can do. What kind of lion does not roar? You know this one too, don't you? I have no idea. What could it be? <laughs> Can you answer it? Just answer it. Go ahead. It's a dandelion. <laughs> Guys, I picked terrible questions. No, they're great questions. I just or work, jokes. I work with children, so Damn you it. know. That's You're telling me that I'm selecting childish jokes. No, I'm telling you that you're These selecting dad, classics. These are good dad they're jokes. Classics is what they are. All right. Maybe some of our listeners don't know. Maybe they're new for them. Your turn. My turn. Okay. Why was the soccer player upset on their birthday? Why? Because they got a red card. You don't give, I mean, it's a birthday card. Great. But like not a red one to a soccer player. You can't do that. It's disrespectful. It's terrible. Okay. The way you looked at me just then. Oh, it's a good thing looks can't kill. How did the cell phone propose to its girlfriend? You know it, don't you? I don't, but I'm thinking it's something with like a ringtone. <laughs> Is that the answer? He gave her a ring. Oh, that's good. Got it. Like an actual, like a call, that kind of ring. Nice. See, I didn't know it. I got that one wrong. Yay. Do I have another one? There is one more. Okay. And this one I feel sort of bad about, but um, it seems funny, mm -hmm. even though it's maybe not nice. It's okay to not be nice every once in a while. It's fine. Okay. What does a Chicago Bulls fan do after they watch their team win? Hmm. Rewind the, video, the VHS tape. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's. It's, I don't know, but it seemed like a funny joke. I have no it's idea good. if it's accurate, but VHS. VHS, because Michael Jordan was like, that's like, it's like when the Cowboys last won a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. Because Michael Jordan, was that like, was Phil Jackson the coach then? I don't know. Maybe. You might know better than I do. Who knows? I know they three peated, which was pretty cool. Look at you knowing facts. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening all yeah. the way till the end. It was lovely. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kate, for uh, giving me no punchline. Hey, jokes. you had one. I got you. The last one you got me on. I didn't know that one. Have a good night <laughs> or a good day. Whenever you're listening to this, enjoy. Or have, as one of my coworkers says, have a great life. There you go. <laughs>